morning. This is Jimmy Williams coming to you live this morning, Monday, the best day of the week, starting you off on that right foot. You know, we've been talking in the last few weeks about how you can make your life better, bigger, and bolder with just taking a few simple different steps in life of how you face your day. Today is an exceptional day for me. I am so excited about this episode. This is part of our three-part series on women in leadership. As your host, Jimmy Williams, I want you to know I've been surrounded by powerful, capable, intelligent, and beautiful women, and that's all just in my own household. (laughs) I have two beautiful daughters, very talented, and I have one beautiful wife that I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, she will not even suffer a death on this planet. She has been such an angel. She'll just be taken straight to heaven based on what she's had to put up with me. But anyway, this podcast brings to you what we hope is in in a positive moment in your day. You know, to us, Mondays are nothing more than a Friday that got left behind. So we want you to start off your day with the powerful, positive, and a promising moment that your day will be better because of this podcast than it was before. We have been blessed now. We are in 12 countries. Can you believe that, folks? 12 countries, and we have well over 3,000 independent downloads and subscribers. It has been a wonderful, wonderful blessing to bring some positivity to such a negative world. And this today is one of the best episodes I've had since we've started this podcast. I am so excited. I tell you, it took months and months just to procure this young lady's commitment of time. She is that busy. I am introducing today to you, for your pleasure, you will learn a tremendous amount from her tenacity, her diligence, her work ethic, and she is just one of the smartest young ladies I know and young women in this world, and her name is Triana Brown. She is a former Miss Oklahoma, and immediately following her reign, she then was awarded Miss Oklahoma USA. Now, I did some research for our our people that listened to our episode uh, and podcast know me. I like to give out facts. I did some preliminary research, and I will tell you, our guest today, I think, is the first woman to do back-to-back of these two titles. I could not find anyone else, but we'll find out from her in just a moment if that's true. So today I would like to focus on what can we learn from women in leadership and what can we do to help ourselves become more empowering, have greater leadership through communication, as well as what can we do to those around us to lift them up so that with a rising tide, you know, all boats will rise. So with that said, boy, strap in, folks, for a great Monday morning of motivation. I introduce you, former Miss Oklahoma USA, Triana Brown. How are you, Triana? I'm great. How are you doing? i tell you, now that I've got you on the phone, i tell you, I am fantastic. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you for having me. You know, I've got to reflect, if I may, for just a brief moment on how you and I met. Do you recall how that happened? Yes, <laughs> but you can indulge. <laughs> so let me explain, folks. Triana was Miss Oklahoma, her first title statewide, 
And she and my daughter, Alexandria, was Miss McAllister. They shared the stage together at Miss Oklahoma. And Triana was the uh, mistress of ceremonies, if you will, as Miss Oklahoma at that time. Well, I'd like to think that she sought me out as a beacon of light and positivity and hope in her life, but that's probably not going to be true. So let me <laughs> let me explain what really happened. I asked my daughter, I said, who is that charming lady that's so well-spoken, can sing like a bird and just looks beautiful? And who is that? And she explained who Triana was and introduced us. And, and as far as I remember, if I didn't embellish too badly, that's how we met. Yeah. Is that, is that pretty close? Yes, it is. You're wonderful. So well, wonderful. So, hey, folks, you are going to be in for a great, great episode today. So I just want to get right at it and ex- let her explain her dynamic career she has so far experienced. And I'm telling you, folks, this is just the tip of the iceberg. We don't have enough hours in the studio today or her time to list all of her accomplishments. So so let's just dive right into this. And I'm going to ask a few engaging questions and let's see if we can find out a little more about Triana Brown, former Miss Oklahoma, USA. So, so Triana, let's get started from where you began as a, as a younger girl. What What's your childhood look like? Well, I definitely was not in pageants. What's really funny is that I've been an athlete my entire life. I was raised by a single mother who was basically Wonder Woman, and we nicknamed her Webster because you can literally ask her anything and she'll have the answer for it. But um, I've been running track, like I said, and she was my coach, and we traveled all over the nation running track. I went all the way to the Junior Olympics. Um, She was my my superhero, I guess you could say, because although my dad wasn't around, I, I can say that I didn't necessarily have everything, but everything that I needed, my mother was able to supply and even more. So I was really blessed as a kid to have such a loving, driven mother who also valued education. So grew up really pushing me in school, athletics, and the woman that I am today is more than likely because of her. Oh, wow. And I actually have met, I believe, your mother at uh, the competition for, yes. for Miss Oklahoma. And I'll tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, the fruit doesn't fall far from the tree. Her mother's a wonderful woman. And how I know that is because she talked to me. And so that's, uh, that's <laughs> I know that. No. Hey, so, so Triana, so you were a track star. Now, I understand, too, then, that uh, you, you ran track at the uh, Oklahoma State University. Is that right? Yes, yes, I did. And what was your event in track that uh, that you mastered? Well, I went into college running the 200, the 400, and the 800. But then they realized that I was pretty athletic, and I ended up becoming a heptathlete, which is a multi-athlete that does seven events. So the women will do seven. And it literally happened because I was joking around over some hurdles, and then they saw me throw a football. <laughs> they were like... Um, this weekend, you're going to run the 400 meter hurdles and we're going to see how you do. Wow. Through a football. Now, folks, let me correct her just real quick. She didn't start for the Oklahoma State University Cowboys. (laughs) She's not throwing the football for them, but uh, she could. She could. I promise. (laughs) Hey, that's exciting. So give me a little background on your degree. Now, I'll tell you, folks, I hope you're writing this down because it's got several words in it, but she is so smart and talented. She has a Bachelor of Science degree in human development. Uh, with a focus on psychology, but tell me the real 
degree name. What is that, Triana? Well, I'll say it was really funny at graduation. It was really long and people were just like, whoa. Um, but I have a degree in human development and family sciences with a focus in psychology and a minor in sociology. So I joke that in short, it's just people. <laughs> right, absolutely. I love that. Psychology and sociology. So in Jimmy's language, you study people and the way they think. Does that sound about right? Yes, basically. <laughs> so here I am. You've known me now for uh, over a year or so. You've met me on several occasions, talked with me on the phone and, and so forth. Can you give me a little assessment on how you assess Jimmy Williams, the host of Live a Life by Design, in a psychological and sociological aspect? Oh my gosh, it's so much pressure. You are just so driven and just so kind and literally a light. And that's all we need to focus on. That is all we need to focus on. And that's all that matters. Now, folks, that would cost you normally 500 bucks an hour, but I got it for free today. So if you're nice to Triana, <laughs> you get some of this free consultation stuff. That, that's wonderful. So, you know, Triana, on our podcast, we focused in, in, in areas such as mentors and things. Do, do you happen to have a mentor and how were they important to you in developing to become such an esteemed individual as Miss Oklahoma? I mean, that's, that's a big honor, big title. Yeah, that, that was a life-changing experience. That's for sure. When it comes down to having a mentor, I can definitely say my mother had a huge impact on my life as well as my grandmother and my great grandmother. It was four generations for the longest time. Um, until we, until my great grandmother passed away uh, about six years ago. But growing up with them, I had all uh, just female, female um, driven, just very impactful in the community. My great grandmother was doing things for her age group. My grandmother was leader of her church group and just literally knows everyone all over Oklahoma. And then here's my mother. She was driven in work and just a coach and all these different aspects of life. So I grew up having these women that I could look up to. And I look back now at 26, I look back growing up and see how much each single, every single one of them has created who I am today. And when it came to, even though none of them were in pageants, <laughs> when I look back on everything that I was brought up with and everything that they taught me growing up, it leads up to where I was second runner up at Miss USA and I'm standing there going, wow, <laughs> just wow. Every single moment that I've had with them has brought me to this moment. So I can't say I have just one mentor, but I can easily say that I had some very powerful women in the household growing up. That is incredible. What a story. And so these are mentors in your life, but I've got to give you a little bit of a secret you may or may not know. You, as such a wonderful woman leader, have many people you've mentored and you may not even know it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> what I'm disclosing there is our daughter, Alexandria, looks so, so highly upon the lifestyle, the leadership, the way that you carry yourself while on stage, and as well as, uh, for many of our listeners may not know, uh, Triana is also a model. She takes care of uh, athletic wear, I believe, and formal wear. I've seen you uh, modeling. Is that true? <laughs> yes. Um, I am an ambassador for Nike N7, so I work right alongside Nike uh, right now, and as well as picking up high fashion modeling, which is something that I never knew that I would get involved in, but I'm actually really loving it. 
So, so let's talk a little bit about the modeling career. Like you said, you never really had maybe focused on that as a career choice, right? Correct. Yes. So tell me a little bit about how that may have taken you down a different road that uh, you hadn't planned, but what are some of the positives that have come out of that? Well, I'll say that being involved in the Miss Universe system and being involved in Miss USA definitely changed my path, I guess you could say. It took me in a different direction um, because the Miss USA pageant um, is a part of the IMG modeling agency, so they work alongside with them. And I started falling in love with the process. So while we're there at Miss USA, we're modeling and we're speaking on television, we're hosting events. And the next thing I know, after Miss USA happened, I get home and it's like, hey, we would love to sign you to this agency. And then you get booked for this event. And I started finding like, okay, um, I really like how this is. I really love how this feels, being dressed up and... Um, trying different outfits, meeting all these different people. I can honestly say that well, a lot of people don't believe me when I say this, but I grew up being a huge introvert, huge introvert, never went out, never loved being on the camera. I was really quiet. Um, I went out on the track, did my thing and came off the track. <laughs> that was about it. Now, I, you, you've said something. I'm sorry to interrupt, but you said introvert. Now, I've got to be honest with you, folks. I've known her for a little over maybe 18 months, 24 months now. And I will tell you, if she were ever an introvert, it doesn't show. She grabbed the microphone in front of thousands of people in the actual Coliseum there in uh, Tulsa during Miss Oklahoma that I got to personally witness. And I don't know how many millions of people on TV are watching this. And she just took to the stage like a you know fish to water, just jumped up, belted it out. You have a great singing voice. So, so Thank you. besides modeling, who who taught you how to sing? Uh, well, my mom is a phenomenal singer, but she's one of those people who who has this talent, but they're really shy. So I grew up hearing my mother sing in the house all the time, and just being like, "Wow, I wish I could sing like that." Um, and but I was so shy myself that I would get a, super nervous or. Anytime she said, Triana, just go ahead and sing. Let me hear you sing a little something. I would just start to shake and start to sweat and everything. If she ever heard me singing while I was in the shower, she'd let me know. And then I'd just break down, just like, oh, my gosh. But it's my mom. My mom is this phenomenal singer. She didn't, she wasn't my vocal coach or anything, but we used to do, like, mother-daughter kind of, like, duets. And I'd kind of whisper it while she'd just sing, like, Whitney Houston. But, um... The singing really came from her, and my entire family is pretty musically talented. It's just I had to step out of my comfort zone for me to actually <laughs> be able to share it with people. Well, I've got to say that since you say I've had to step out of my comfort zone, your your comfort zone has been shattered, lady, because everything I've seen you do has been just so prolific and so profound. You, you really seem very comfortable on stage. I mean, under the spotlight, you just seem to shine. Not just Thank vocally, you. but just as a person. So, you know, some of some of the younger people that I meet uh, also show, you know, exhibit this trait of being introverted. And and how has overcoming that helped you as a woman that's a leader of other women? How has that helped you in life to overcome some of those barriers? Well, like I said, it was the t taking a step outside of my comfort zone when I was in college. Um, my track coach 
pulled me over to the side right before the Big 12 finals. I had made it into the finals for the 400. And he just looked at me, and it's stuck with me ever since then. But he said, Triana, you've put in the work. You're fit. You're ready to go. The only thing that's keeping you from your goals is you and taking a step outside of your comfort zone. And it was the way he said it to me that I was just kind of like, it just, I just dropped. I just went, okay, I have put in the work. I'm ready. The only thing keeping me from my dreams and my goals is myself, literally just myself. And so the next day I dropped four seconds off my 400. And so when it came down to being involved in Miss Oklahoma or going to Miss America or being Miss Oklahoma USA and going to Miss USA, that thought just kept going through my mind. The only thing that's keeping you from these dreams and these goals that you have is yourself. Man, the things that's... that you want in your life are on the outside of your comfort zone. And I've always had these dreams of like being on stage singing and performing and people singing my own songs or being an actress and people loving the movie and being able to share my talents that God's given me. And the only reason why I wasn't able to do it was because I was so shy and limiting myself. And it wasn't until I forced myself to do Miss Oklahoma um, and taking a step outside of my comfort zone and realizing just how great I could be if I actually pushed myself to a different level. So nowadays, whenever I see girls or anyone who's trying to compete and they're like, I'm just too shy, I'm just like, I promise you, the moment you step out on that stage, you will never go back to who you were before. You are going to grow and be so much bigger, so much better. The person that you've dreamed of being is on the outside of your comfort zone. You just have to take that leap of faith. That is tremendous. We had earlier in the podcast a four-part series on realizing the greatness within you i wished i'd have had you on that episode or two we had a four-part episode there you said exactly mirroring the language from actual experience of what we were talking about to realize greatness and that is to take that one step you know i i tell people i run 5ks now i don't want to brag triana i'm a pretty good fit man myself i'm an old athlete uh I run 5Ks, and I know you run 400s and all those quick sprints, but I'm I'm a, I'm a 5K kind of guy. But let me tell you, they put me in what's called the Clydesdale Division. Now, what that means is you gazelles, such as yourself, would be up in front, and uh, those of us a little more robust in the waistline, maybe a little bigger and heavier on the feet, are in the back, you see. Uh, so I uh, just want you to know I've got many medals. I'll show them to you sometime, but that, I digress. Anyway, so... <laughs> Hey, let's visit just a minute on this situation of overcoming those challenges in life by taking a step outside our comfort zone. I have often told people, Triana, that the greatness of your potential is only realized in your discomfort. And they, they, they look at me and they go, oh, I don't know. I don't like discomfort. But see, that, Triana, is where we need to live. Don't you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. So... Tell me something you're doing now. So I'm going to move you forward a little bit, and we're going to come back to some more of the stuff uh, you know that you did from college on. But talk to me now. What are you doing each week? Like, what's a routine or something you do to keep you growing in your potential, moving forward through that discomfort zone, and overcoming challenges? What do you aspire to, and and what do you utilize to do that? 
Well, right now, as I'm getting ready to go on into the next chapter of my life, basically what I'm doing is in a different aspect of my life is having to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And when you're Miss Oklahoma, you have this team that works with you and they, they send you to this place or they book this place for you. And now I'm in a season where, okay, the next woman is about to be Miss Oklahoma USA and things are starting to slow down. Okay, things are getting uncomfortable now. So how do I take charge to take a leap into the next phase of my life? Where is that going to take me? So every single day, I listen to podcasts. I'm doing things like meditation. I'm doing things like reaching out to people and networking myself or taking that trip to New York to walk in New York Fashion Week by myself, even though I'm terrified to go by myself to a big city like New York or traveling to this place and just putting myself in positions where I'm able to network with people and no longer do I have this go with me and travel or they book this for me now it's me being in charge of my destiny really so I'm having to get comfortable with being uncomfortable so that I will be in a state of stability eventually That's so right incredible. now it's it's yeah it's it's a, it's a journey right now. <laughs> right. So so really, in, in essence, what I'm hearing you say is that the realization of the potential of life is in the discomfort stage for you as well, and that you're just continuing to find ways to move forward in areas that maybe you're not so comfortable doing. New York trips by yourself that are, you know, those are, those are pretty harrowing type trips sometimes. Big cities like that, a woman of yourself uh, by yourself up there. Uh, I, I will tell you that that on itself would uh, scare a dad like me of daughters. Uh, I promise you. Hey, so let's go back to the D1 athlete days just for a minute. So you you know to to be a, a Division One NCAA athlete at that level and to maintain the great grades that you did and and the way you've just accomplished life. Were, were there any certain morning routines or evening routines that you? just depended on to keep you at the highest level of performance during those years yes absolutely other than having assigned myself tutors and things like that to keep me on track um, I spoke briefly on it earlier but I'm very big on like prayer and meditation and sitting down and having time to myself to collect myself for the next day um, when you're an athlete in college especially in division one um, athlete and your own one of the only multi-athletes a lot of the focus is on you and they demand a lot out of you so the moment that you have time to yourself you really have to be disciplined enough to sit there and go okay I'm not going to go out I'm not going to go socialize like this I really have to sit in silence for a moment because tomorrow I'm going to have to be up at 6 a.m and have practice all the way until 6 p.m and then somehow still manage how to get my work my work done and then keep my sanity as well so when I was in college, I was very, very big on taking that time to jot down my goals, the things that I wanted to achieve, making sure I kept time in there for prayer and just God in general, having those conversations as often as I could. And then also developing relationships with people that could help further my career in track and field or even in the field that I was trying to get my degree in. So I always tell people, like, if you're going to push yourself and work really, really hard in something, make sure you also create some time for yourself because you, it is possible to get so busy that you lose yourself in that journey, too. 
So that's something that was very, very important in college. Oh, let me tell you, it's going to be even more important for you as you go through the start and continuing growth of your career. I call it work-life integration. Um, there's a word out called work-life balance, and I'll be honest with you, I'm 54 years of age, and I've had my own company now for many, many years, and I don't know that there's such thing as balance, uh, Triana. I do know I integrate well, if that makes sense, but but trying to uh, trying to balance this thing all the time has been a little bit of a challenge. So let's, let me ask you this. If you could look back on your already storied career, age 26, you've just been an outstanding role model for young women uh, tell me what what's been your most rewarding experience in life at the young age of twenty six. Oh wow! I, okay, so I hope you can grab onto this. But when I won Miss Oklahoma, you know, it was this moment where it was to be Miss Oklahoma. It wasn't necessarily a notoriety thing. It was more so of a survival thing. Um, the situation that I came from at home, I, it was necessary for me to use my story to not only help others in my community, but it was also to help my family. So when I won, it was this amazing impact of just hope and faith that just burst in my family's home. That was such an amazing experience. And most people would think that, who, well, those who know my story would think that that was the most rewarding experience for me. But quite honestly, it was when there were people who doubted me and doubted how well I would do as Miss Oklahoma and the, the, the community that did not necessarily support me when I went to Miss America and when I wasn't called into finals at Miss America. That was the most rewarding experience for me because the woman that I am today came from the moment that my heart was almost broken because I had to grow instantly i remember the moment when i was standing right there and i could see my family they were cheering they were excited and then all of a sudden my state doesn't get called and i just stood there and i went why god like i i'm an athlete i got injured and now i'm done but then i win miss oklahoma so i thought i was supposed to win miss america and then i i'm not called and i remember being upset and sad and bitter and looking to my family and they were just so distraught and then I got on the plane the next day, was flying back home. I remember sitting in my room and I felt this, like, this wave come over me. And I just sat there and I went, I had to feel this pain. I had to feel this embarrassment because God is preparing me for something in the future that I had to experience this. And whatever it is, I'm being prepared for it. And... The next thing I know, I'm in a meeting giving a pitch to some possible partners. And my board is sitting there with me with their jaws on the ground because they're literally listening to me speak. And they're going, where did this woman come from? And I pulled them over to the side and I told them that exact thing. I said, you know what? I don't know what happened, but I had to experience that at Miss America because who I am now, I never thought I could experience this. I, I just feel so confident in this time where I was distraught. Now I feel like the most confident woman in the world. And I was able to give speeches to a, a crowd as big as the convention center in Oklahoma City without being nervous. 
I was able to partner with Nike. I was able to meet with this person and this person and be able to stand there with so much pride in Oklahoma, so much strength and not afraid of who I was. I was just so proud of myself. So the most rewarding experience was literally in the times of my downfall. Being at Miss America and having that pain was the most rewarding experience because I would not be where I am today if it wasn't for that moment. And I said, why then? But I'm so thankful now. That is just profound. You know, sometimes as we go through life, I can tell you from personal experience, not not nearly at a Miss America stage level, but I got to tell you, I suffered some setbacks in life and and business transactions, you know, that involved uh, what I consider to be mentors and best friends, Triana, that cost me tens of thousands of dollars because of them not following through on their piece of the of the project and you know at, at some point did you not find yourself just doing what i recommend we do to, to live a life by design i cannot hang on to the past and let it dictate my future it just does not work for me what about you i mean did you, did you just kind of shake this off like you said and got in front of the next big stage and said hey tomorrow's a new day <laughs> yeah Absolutely. I remember it took some time. I won't say it was just like an overnight thing where I was okay. Uh, I definitely was kind of every now and then I'd be like, oh man, that was really sad. I wish I should have, could have, would have, but I can't. So the next thing I knew, I was like, okay, well, I did this experience because I wanted to be able to pay for school. I wanted to be able to share my story and have an impact on people. Now this other pageant seems like a lot of fun too. And I could do the same thing, but what about the people who doubted me? Were they right? And I just had to go, "Mm, no, we're going to do what we have to do. We're not going to let what happened in the past hold us there. Well, let me tell you, Triana, you you are a knockout on this overcoming, uh, you know, if you will, objections, people that disagree with you, whatever it may be that's holding others back. It sounds to me like you have learned a valuable life skill that I think will serve you very well in the fact that you don't rely on others' support as your motivation, you develop your inward motivation. Yes, absolutely. And that comes probably from the fact that when I was a child, I suffered from congenital heart disease and I had to overcome a lot of things um, from kids saying things about me and whatnot. But knowing at a very early age that I was destined for something great um, because I survived my heart issues when I was not supposed to survive, I've always known that I was here for a greater reason. And I know that I wouldn't be here for, and God would allow people just to shut me down. I know I have a mission to serve here while I am here on this earth, and I know it's to help others. So even in the times of defeat, I know it's preparing me for something much bigger and much better, and whatever it is, I'm excited for it. So yes, if there's people that are going to doubt me, I've come to the realization that there will always be people who doubt what you're capable of doing but you can't let that hold you back because everybody is here for a reason they have a story to tell regardless of if you think it or not but you can never let someone else keep you from your dreams and your goals you have to be able to do what sets your heart on fire and just go for it you know there's a greek philosopher that i've used many times in my speeches that i uh, do all across the country and i tell people that one of the greatest tragedies in life is not that people die it's that people die with their song still within them. And and what you're telling me is, is that you're going out there trying to tell your story. You've got 
a purpose in life. You know, at Live a Life by Design, that's our whole point of this, is that everyone listening has a purpose. Go realize what that purpose is, and you're doing that, and that's empowering, man. Thank you. Yeah, it's a phenomenal feeling knowing that I can help people. I've had some great stories, and people share some very intimate things about themselves that have really shown me just how how important it is to communicate that you're not alone well, and let people know that they're not alone. Absolutely. I am going to now because our listeners demand honesty and you've been totally honest, but I'm going to dig in a little deep on something highly personal here and you don't have to answer if you don't want, but I, I just got the feeling you and I are connecting here very well that you're going to answer this. So during those darkest cloudy day moments when you felt so rejected, you didn't feel at all like even getting out of bed. What was your favorite ice cream? chocolate chip cookie dough you know it baby you know it so anything with chocolate chip in it folks is what we're trying to tell you is the cure-all at least temporarily uh now after you eat that you go out and run what like five miles or something like that so oh yeah you know throw a few little javelins out there there you go uh you know that that is so funny i i I digress again but it was just one of those things i had to throw out there that you know ice cream is the cure-all uh, oh, so, absolutely. So, so let me ask you this. I'm going to say, Triana, you have no limit on resources, no limit on time, uh, no limit on capabilities. What would be your one wish that it would be granted to you in life? What would it be and why? Oh, gosh. You know, I'm going to have to be a little sneaky with this one and just say unlimited useful wishes. Like, that would be my thing, because there's more than one that I would like. I have wishes for myself, but I also have wishes for, like, my family and friends. There are things that I want them to have as well. So, folks, this is why she won two national, I mean, statewide titles and went on to two national stages. And because she's a model for Nike is because of this kind of thinking. Now, see, I should have said there are a couple of, uh, you know, covenants here you can't do. But she jumped right in and got the wish for additional wishes. That's why she's a leader, folks. That's why she's a leader. So let's talk a little bit about your service as Miss Oklahoma and Miss Oklahoma USA. Uh, Give our listeners just a little bit of a feel of what your community service was like and and what touched you most about some of the responses of the public you served. Yeah, definitely. When I was Miss Oklahoma 2017 uh, through 2018, I traveled quite a bit. I was pretty busy. I traveled over 80,000 miles within uh, my time as being Miss Oklahoma. So that was a little less than a year because Miss America, we didn't travel until after Miss America during my year and um, was able to go to many schools all over Oklahoma, was able to work with like the American Heart Association, with Nike, going to universities um, and representing Nike M7, working with the Chickasaw Nation and other tribal nations, I had a pretty impactful year. And during that time, I was able to, uh, I guess you could say, talk with the community. I was pretty vocal about being transparent, being as real as I could be with being Miss Oklahoma. So I would tell people while I went to their events, like, go ahead and write to me, write to me, write to me. And I promise you, I will respond. That was a big thing. Uh, my year was, I will always write you back. And some of the responses I, I would receive were examples, uh, going to schools and speaking with the students. And they would tell me just like how much, like the story that I shared just impacted them in a sense that 
there there was a time that I came across somebody who was thinking about taking their life and I remember just bursting into tears and I had to grab the teacher and we all talked and um they were like I was thinking about this until I heard you tell your story of overcoming all of these things that you faced in your life um and that was like the I always think about that moment just like wow how much how much just being real and open with people can really sometimes even save a life um i've had teachers come up to me when i've been in schools and they they tell me how they've been struggling when i was talking to the students and coming to thank you so much for talking about that because i've been struggling so i started incorporating in my speeches hey students i want you guys to look to your teachers and say thank you and they'd say thank you and i said tell them we appreciate you and they would uh, uh, repeat we appreciate you we love you they'd say we love you because we can't forget about our teachers either and It was just such an amazing year to see how being real and genuine and transparent with people can really help everyone in the community whether they're the ones who are sitting in the seats as the students or the ones who ask you to come and speak everyone needs someone that they can relate to or be able to feel as if they're not alone and being able to be Miss Oklahoma and incorporate community service is something that I always 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 want to push when it comes to the women who do compete or just people in general always give back to your community because there's someone out there that that may feel like they're alone and you're the only one that they're looking up to you never truly know who you're impacting that is incredible i will say to you that that story of being honest transparency, speaking from the heart, as well as being truthful about your past, has changed more lives than you'll ever know. I I always say this saying, Triana, that when I go somewhere and speak, it's probably the person that never came up and shook my hand or picked up a book or or anything, you know, that we had. It's probably that person that just may have got on our, our, maybe our Live a Life by Design, you know, website and looked at some of the blogs I've written or something. And they sometimes will send us messages but you just don't know the seeds you're planting. I always I take it back, uh, not to get biblical, but just take it back. There's some of us that plant seeds. There's someone else that comes along and maybe waters, right? And you may not even know the lives you've impacted through your story that it's going to be, you're going to be an, a, a much older lady. You'll still look the same, but you may age in life and, you know, you're like my age and you go, wow, I didn't realize I'd touch that person's life. That's what I think is incredible about what you do as a woman leader and the life that you've led just in your short 26 years, sharing the stage with some very incredible young women and being such a great leader to them. Uh, one of our upcoming guests is another, uh, shall we say, young lady that looked up to you and, and followed you in your trek as, uh, as Miss Oklahoma. Uh-huh. Yes. So we're trying to get her on and she's got some things going on with her university training, but she's going to make some time and, and meet with us. But I, a couple more questions before I let you go. I, you're just so dynamic. I do appreciate you being here. Tell, tell, Absolutely. Me, tell me what does, uh, you know, what does Triana Brown have planned for the next 10 years, five years? What, what are you looking for to go out and make the world a better place? As I say, well, this journey, I, I can say that anything could happen at this point. Right now, it's just a matter of which path that I want to take. Unfortunately, I may have to move out of Oklahoma at some point, but um, 
these things that I've done these past few years and seeing how many lives I can impact, I know that I want to take it to um, not just within the state, but I want to take it national and hopefully go global. So there are things as far as writing a book. There are things as far as reaching out and getting a part of the team so that I can speak to bigger crowds. And I've spoken to some pretty big crowds, but even bigger crowds than before. If I do want to go through with modeling, somehow incorporating all of that together, um, it's limitless right now. I've seen how hard I can push myself and how far I can go. Being second runner-up at Miss USA was a huge honor, but I saw how hard I could push myself and just how great I could be that now I'm, anything could happen, and I'm really excited to be able to have the opportunity to do that. And I wish everybody could have the chance to just see how great they can be so i just right now i just anybody who's listening just i just encourage you if there's something on your brain you wake up thinking about it and you go to bed thinking about it do it just do it you never know what could happen that is awesome and notice folks she used the nike phrase of just do it see this young lady is very smart see nike's paid me nothing to be on this show and no advertising dollars but we're going to let them use that phrase because triana brown my dear friend brought that to the Good, good move. Well played, Triana. Well played. No. <laughs> I'm just picking on you, lady. So one last question before we let our audience go. How about, uh, is there a public um, forum that you have already, uh, if you will, do you have a, uh, a place that you can put information out that people want to learn more about Triana Brown and her mission in life to make the world a better place? Is there something you have out that others can uh, look to? Uh, right now, all I'm using is just Instagram. I tend to get booked through there. Um, once I'm done with Miss Oklahoma USA, I'll be able to post stuff as far as like Facebook and be able to be in control of scheduling and whatnot. But I always say, if you want to be able to reach me as of right now, uh, Instagram, so at Triana Brown is the best source for me because I'm able to respond to you almost immediately. And then once I'm done with Miss Oklahoma USA next month, then the websites will be able to start coming up and then we'll see where I go from there. Triana, you are a delight and a wonderful example of a woman leader. At the age of 26, take it from me, I've been around this block many, many times. You have got tremendous potential. You're realizing it as you go, but I'm just saying to you, keep up what you're doing. You're a great young Christian woman. You're doing a great leadership work. I know a lot of people look up to you, and I am just truly honored you could join us today. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been an honor. What a powerful episode. Listening to the excellent work that Triana has been doing and, and just feeling that wonderful sense of confidence as a woman leader, what she's going to be doing over the next several, several years. It's easy to get a hold of her if anyone would like to hire her for speaking or just have her come talk to you about what that entails. Please uh, contact her on her email at Triana Demi, that's T-R-I-A-N-A-D-E-M-I at gmail.com. That's Triana Demi at gmail.com. Or you can go on Instagram and see some of her outstanding work and what she's been doing at Triana Brown with an E on the end, B-R-O-W-N-E. And she'll be glad to share anything that's possible to help her further the word that women are excellent leaders and overcome obstacles of endless number. Such a great lady. 
Thank you for joining me today. It has been a great, great day for me to come to you this Monday morning sharing this powerful, powerful young lady's story. Uh, When I first met her, she has impressed me, and I'll tell you, the more I get to know her, the more impressed I am. She, folks, is what I call the real deal. Well, special thanks to this week's podcast guest, Triana Brown, former Miss Oklahoma and Miss Oklahoma USA. You can get a complete transcript of today's show online at livealifeby.design. If you like the show, please tell your family and friends about it. Also, we'd be very appreciative if you would leave a review of the show wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been a Life Master Key production. The program is copyrighted by Jimmy J. Williams and Company, all rights reserved. Our recording engineer is Happy Design Company. Our production assistant is Amy Cotton. Our intern is Brindley.